Welcome back to Corey and Lowry, episode number 162, and we are back on this day, Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. I'm here live and virtual with co-host Sam Carter. Sam, how are things down in Boone, North Carolina? It's fine. Uh, sun's shining. Other than that, I mean, not much is going on. Okay. Uh, question of the day today. We're getting a little philosophical, a little bit analytical, if you will. I like philosophy. Okay. Do we think that even the greatest college basketball coach can be considered worse than the average NBA coach simply because of the talent level that the NBA coaches are coaching at? Or can we consider college coaches in the same realm as NBA coaches? Um, I think that they're just two completely different things. Um, okay. I think that a college coach is way more important than a pro coach. Um, I mean, especially when you have like superstars, like obviously guys like Phil Jackson, they're legends and, um, but like you're telling me, I'm tr- what, what was the guy's name that coached the Cavs when LeBron won? Teron Lou. Yeah, you're telling me you're telling me Teron Lou is better than Dean Smith, Mike Shashevsky, Roy Williams, Adolph Rupp. I mean, come on now. I think I agree there's a difference. I think we can consider professional basketball coaches better. And here's why. I'm gonna lay it out for you, Sam. Because I think the salaries are obviously higher. So there's more incentive to coach professionally. But it's a different thing. You have to be able to recruit and kind of mentor more so um, than in the NBA. Um, I think that the NBA, from the coaching perspective, is more of a pure basketball coaching. Like, it's just like you're just coaching basketball. That's your job. Whereas in college, you're mentoring kids, you're recruiting kids. That's all part of the success aspect. Yeah. So I think there's differences. But in terms of being a pure basketball coach, I would say that the average NBA coach is a better basketball coach than the average college basketball coach. I wouldn't say it's harder, though. No, I, I wouldn't. I think it's, it, it's harder to be a, a college coach just I can agree because of those added things. There's a, it's a different skill set, but in terms of pure basketball, yeah. I would agree that um, the NBA is a, a little bit more of a, uh, a challenge in terms of just coaching in the uh, – the techniques going on there. Well, let's talk about the NBA and NBA All-Star Weekend. Um, don't worry. I know I can I can hear Rich Carter all the way up here in New Hampshire. Uh, the MLB will be coming back shortly. We got spring training starting this weekend. So don't you worry. The MLB will be back in just a touch, in just a skosh of time. Uh, but first to start off with probably the most exciting part of All-Star Weekend, especially to me, was Sabrina versus Curry. Curry comes out on top, winning 29-26. Sabrina would have tied Damian Lillard, who won the three-point contest. She would have tied his score. She did shoot with women's balls, but from the men's line. Sam, your thoughts on the conclusion of this contest, uh, what it means for the WNBA, everything. Um, I think that it was an epic performance. I didn't watch it. Um, I think, but I think it lived up to the hype. I would say, based on 
you know, what I was hearing and then what happened. Uh, I think Sabrina held her own for sure. But, I mean, she's going up against the greatest free throw uh, three-point shooter yeah. in basketball history. Um, I I would say that. I would say that as well. Um, so I I I gotta give credit where credit's due. I think Sabrina's terrific, but you know, I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna beat Steph Curry. You're not, and uh, I think this is the conclusion that led to the least social controversy. Um, just you know, him winning, but Sabrina's still putting on a, a spectacular performance. Uh, but Mr. Kenny Smith uh, had some interesting comments uh, to share in his discourse with Reggie Miller immediately after the contest. Sam, let me read you the back and forth between uh, Mr. Kenny Smith and Reggie Miller. Kenny Smith said she should have shot from the women's line, quote, that would have been a fair contest, end quote. Reggie Miller responded with, quote, why are you putting those boundaries on her? She just wanted to shoot from there, end quote. But Kenny Smith, he insisted, he said, she should have shot from the line. There's a women's tee in golf, and there's a men's tee for a reason. And then, you know, Miller said, according to you, you want her to be playing with dolls. He said, no, I want her to shoot from where you should shoot from. And there's nothing wrong with playing with dolls. So some provocative stuff here uh, from Mr. Kenny Smith. Sam, just kind of your thoughts on Sabrina's decision to shoot from the NBA line and kind of was that the right decision for her? Just kind of your thoughts there. I mean, as far as winning is concerned, no, it wasn't the right decision. Um, but I think that she's making a point by shooting from the men's line, which, you know, I don't know if that point needed to be made, but, um, I mean, she held her own. So I, I would say that um, Reggie Miller's looking a little too deep into this. Well, it's Kenny um, Smith. Kenny Smith is the, is the perpetrator. In this I know. Case. I'm I'm oh, saying, saying that Reggie Miller is looking too deep into what Kenny Smith is saying. I think Kenny Smith is simply making the point that had she shot from the women's line where she's used to shooting from, she would have been more likely to win. Okay. It would have increased her odds. I think that uh, yeah. Reggie Miller's just nitpicking. Like, is, so it's speak. not that deep. Yeah, and I think you know she would have been criticized. Like, imagine if she had won from the the women's line, she would have been criticized as well, kind of the opposite way. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, let's move on to the dunk contest, which was terrible. Uh, Mac McClellan had the, he had the cool, you know, where he went over somebody, threw it up in midair, and caught it and dunked it over the back. That was probably the coolest dunk, like the catch and release dunk, yeah. so to call it. But the dunk contest was terrible. I mean. It was it was tragic. I mean, Mac McClung Jalen Brown. I mean, I mean, here is my proposal, Sam. Scrap the dunk contest for five years, so that when we come back in five years, there's going to be an anticipation and fresh blood ready. I think it is exhausted. We saw this happen. We actually did see this happen in you know the nineties. In nineteen ninety seven, the dunk contest was so bad that they decided. To scrap it, um, and it didn't come back until the year two thousand. Like what happened? We had the greatest dunk contest performance ever. So, Sam, your thoughts on scrapping the dunk contest for a, a few years? 
Uh, not a terrible idea. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't watch it anyways. I did watch the replays though, and it was pathetic. Um, I mean, I've gotten this video before on Instagram, and I'm sure you have about LeBron ruining the dunk contest because yeah. he never competed in it. Right. Um, maybe that's true, but why? Maybe. Maybe it is true because we, you know, we haven't seen guys like John Morant compete because maybe they think they're too too good. They're they're above that. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. maybe maybe it is time for the dunk contest to go for a few years. And then uh, more problems we were talking about is the All Star game fixable. You know, they implemented the East versus West to try to make it more competitive, and then we see the highest scoring. All-Star game ever. Damian Lillard wins the MVP. The East clobbers the West, kind of surprisingly. Sam, is there anything you would propose to fix the All-Star game? We've seen Gilbert Arena said, you know, let's bring out a 1v1 tournament, things like that. You think there's any kind of solution to the All-Star game? Or are players simply just, they don't have any reason to care about it at this point? I did see a uh, thing on Instagram, uh, which I liked. It was a shortened court 3v3 tournament. Okay. Um, and so I guess you would have, what, eight captains and then maybe do a draft. Okay. I mean, that would be sweet. Okay. Yeah. I'm, That'd be I'm something I that. could tune into. I'll be behind that. So yeah. credit to whoever that guy is whose idea that was. But Was it like the voice, you. like the TikTok like generic voice narrating it? No. It was okay. an actual guy. A real guy. Was he like a basketball player or was he, he was just like a dude? I think he was just a dude, kind of like us. Wow. That's that's inspiring. That's inspiring for sure. Yeah. Uh, we need to come I, up with clever ideas like that. Yeah. I mean, my idea is let's do a one-on-one tournament and say anybody who's an all-star can enter. Whoever wins gets $1 million. Oh, yeah, that was another thing. Uh, the guy proposed the winning team gets, like, a massive pot. Yeah. I think that at this point, that's the only, that's the only way you're going to get people to care about anything. But yeah. let me share a story. Um, there was in 1995, after Akeem beat Shaq in the finals, um, Reebok was going to host a Shaq versus Akeem, like, throwdown. Like a one v one, like first to twenty one, like it was just going to be for a million dollars. It didn't happen because Akeem backed out because of an injury. But like, what would what would that have been? That would have been like like something like that. I think could be really entertaining, like yeah. ultimate. And I think I would want to see like let's do let's sort the bracket like let's put like guys that don't like each other against each other. You know, let, let's see. You know, just a little bit of rivalry. Um. You know, kind of instilled. Like, let's see Russell Westbrook against Kevin Durant one v one. I mean, obviously, I think Kevin Durant would destroy him, but yeah, you you understand my my thinking, right? I feel like there's no rivalries like that, other than you don't. What think you so? looking at me like that for? I just I I think there there's some guys in the NBA who really don't like each other. I mean, you know, Tyrese Halliburton and Damian Lillard now, the Bucks. Uh, Pacers, you know, the fight over the ball, that's a whole thing. 
um, you know, Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum. They probably don't like each other. They played each other in the playoffs four times yeah. in the past five years. Draymond Green versus anybody. Draymond Green versus anybody. <laughs> I mean, I think I think the the possibilities are there. We just need some gusto, some cash to really raise its stakes. Okay. Now <laughs> let's talk. Uh, standings update. You got 27 games remaining. You got the Celtics, Cavs, Bucks, Knicks, Sixers, Pacers, Heat, and Magic. That's the order in the East. And then T-Wolves, Thunder, Clippers, Nuggets, Pelicans, Suns, Mavericks, Kings in the West. Sam, here's today. The, the topic of discussion. The, the topic of discussion. Okay. Give me your finals teams predictions. Just one team from each conference who you feel will be in the NBA finals come June. Um let's go with the I'm gonna I'm gonna give you like a realistic one and and something that would be fun. Let's go let's go Cavs Cavs Suns. Okay. For the fun one. Okay. Then I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Celtics um Nuggets or or Clippers. I, I like the Clippers. It's it's time it's high time that they were good. Yeah, this is true. Um I think the Clippers, if they can maintain their health, they ha- they have a shot to go after the Nuggets. Um uh, just how much star power they have in the, in those four guys. Um, but I, my fun one, I like this idea of a fun one. Um, give me, give me the thunder against the Knicks. That's the fun one. And the seriously, I'm going to go with the Celtics and I'm going to go with the Clippers. I think the Clippers are finally going to make, I don't think they're going to beat the Celtics, but like that star power, like if they can stay healthy, which right now it looks like they you know are doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's guarding Not Kawhi Leonard. Guarding Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and James Harden all at once is yeah. a nightmare. That is a nightmare. I mean, it is – look out. Well, it's now time we turn to college basketball. And huge news. Uh, we just missed it this past Wednesday night. Caitlin Clark breaks the NCAA record with a, a virtual half-court pull-up. Uh, Iowa star guard sensation. She is – Really taken over, um, you know, the world of women's basketball. Uh, we've seen two: Sabrina and Caitlin. They were kind of the the biggest things in basketball this week. Um, so, Sam, kind of your thoughts on Caitlin Clark breaking the record, and whether you anticipate, um, you know, just kind of her impact on the WNBA and uh, the women's Final Four, like the women's tournament this year. Do you think more people will be tuning in because of her, and you think she can generate attention to? Kind of continue this rise that the WBA is currently seeing. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure she will increase viewing, but you know, if you're like me, uh, you always cheer for the underdog. Uh, watch out for the pack. That pack women's team is strong. Um, I think his name's Wes Moore's the coach. Uh. So I mean I'm I'm cheering for the pack if it comes to NC State versus Iowa. Uh I I, I won't cheer for Caitlin Clark. I won't right. do it. Right. Okay. But outside of that, uh you know, good for her, good for the sport. 
um, big things coming, I guess, for her. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I, um, unfortunately, as it is, I think that um, Gianna Bryant was kind of the uh, she was going to be the spark plug for the WNBA. I think she was really going to be um, a very like interesting because we've never seen that where an NBA player's daughter, you know, rises like that. So we can never know. Um, but on the men's side. You got Purdue going down on on Sunday, and then this past night, UConn gets whooped by Creighton. I mean, whooped. I mean, they got their rear ends handed to them in this one, losing by 18. Um, they were the unanimous number one in the country, and then they went down last night. Still got the possibility of Arizona being on one seed. They're the four right now, um, but just a lot of movement. Um, we got about 10 teams in contention for a one seed right now. Um, but let's take you through next week's matchups. You got Florida at Alabama tonight, tomorrow night, Washington state, Arizona, probably the last key matchup before the Pac-12 tournament for Arizona. And then Houston, um, at Baylor on Saturday, along with Alabama at Kentucky. And then next Tuesday, BYU at Kansas, the ever important top four tracker, North Carolina at eleven and three, Duke at ten and three, Virginia took two tough losses, they're at eleven and five, and then Wake Forest at nine and six picked up a big win last night to secure that fourth spot. Um, Sam, let's talk about it. You know, we see last night Virginia is held, you know, to forty-one points. They lose seventy-six yeah. to forty-one to Virginia Tech. Uh, they got North Carolina next up on the schedule. They're a bubble team right now. Um, Sam, just kind of your thoughts on this Virginia, Virginia Cavaliers team. Can they take losses like that? And, you know, they've had some good wins. How do you assess this Virginia team? And do you feel like looking into your Oracle, they will make the tournament from what you've seen so far? Um, no, they will not make the tournament unless – they can win this crucial game against the Heels. I think that will be the deciding factor. If they win, they're in. If they lose, they're out. Um, but just from what I've seen, uh, it's it's the Virginia of the last 10, 15 years where they can't score on offense. And they rely on that defense. And as soon as that defense slips a little bit, it's Sky game over. To fall. It's game over. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think this is a – I think they they can make noise. If they make it to, like, the ACC tournament final, I think that could that could provide a boost. Yeah. But um, it's it's really weird in the ACC this year because Clemson has now come back a little bit. Um, they suffered a tough loss the other day. But, I mean, they're still projected to be a five seed. And, I mean, they're 500 in the conference. So – it's it's very mm-hmm. difficult to assess. Um, I think Wake Forest, they're right outside. I think they will get in. Huge game this weekend um, hosting the Blue Devils. They need that one. Uh, to add that to their resume would be huge with a capital H. Uh, to dip into my Dick Vital-isms. Um, but as I already mentioned, uh, ACC Bracketology, North Carolina moved down to 10 of the AP poll, but they're a two-seed. Duke's a three-seed. Clemson's a five-seed. Virginia and Wake Forest are a part of the first four out. 
And that is that is about all we have for today. Uh, a lot of basketball to talk about. Next week we'll be back with the MLB. Uh, can anyone beat the Dodgers? Probably not. Um, but Sam, final question to close us out. Okay. For the NCAA tournament, are you taking right now to win the national championship, Connecticut or the field? Uh, the field, and it's going to be App State. I do have one thing to talk about, <laughs> UConn okay. related. Okay. Um, so just because I was curious, I looked up Danny Hurley's age. Yeah. It says about 51 years. So they're not really sure how okay. old he is, but it's about 51 years. Just because I wanted to know who is older. Um, the biggest butthole in the sport or his older brother, who used to be the biggest butthole in the sport. Um, if you didn't see it, Danny Hurley threatened a Creighton fan. Uh, he did. said he would he would beat him up, which he probably would. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how people in the in Nebraska are, but um, yeah, Danny Hurley, man, about about fifty one years old. Wow, that's that's some key insight. Uh, his antics they are severe, but nonetheless. <laughs> He's probably the leading coach in the sport. I got the Huskies um, to win the national championship over the field. They're just too talented up up and down, but there's got to be a little bit of doubt creeping into your mind uh, after what we saw last night. I mean, that was yeah, that was pitiful, as a as my grandmother would say. He will well, beat you up. He will. He will beat you up, and that's going to do it uh, for this episode. Episode number one hundred and sixty-two of Carter Lowry. You can hear from us. Excellent thing.